What's up, everybody, and welcome back this week for the Loud Thumbs Gaming Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nick. I'm your other host, Josh. Uh, ready to get deep into it. A deep space, that is, sir. Ooh, yes, yes. The Lilat system we are heading to today, everybody. The Lilat system. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> We're going to be talking Star Fox, Corneria, everything. It's going to be great. Um, so, as you guys know, this is your place for news, reviews, games, and brews. And we're leaning heavy into those reviews here as of late, so be ready for that. Uh, there's going to be tons and tons of reviews coming up over the year, and we're excited about it. Uh, but before we get started, like always, we crack a brew, talk about it, drink, and we talk about video games, man. That's what we do, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. What a combination. Ah, uh, such a good combination. Bru- brews and reviews, man. It's just, it's great. It really is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yes, sir. All right, man. What are you drinking tonight? So this is uh, a bit of a spin on, a, I don't know about a favorite, but like an old reliable one. This is uh, Ryan Guy's Juicy Truth. Okay. So it is just the juicy version of their truth. And honestly, it's better. Uh, I, mm. I broke into these already. Um, truth is a decently hoppy beer. Uh, but this one, with uh, being a hazy, more fruity forward, um, dude, it's good. It's stupid easy to drink. Well, that's never a bad thing. Yeah, a little tart, a little on the sweet side, but it's uh, it's got light, bright flavors. I have never seen it, and it, what a good time to find it is, uh, you know, in the middle of spring. Yeah, Rheingeist makes good stuff. And if you're saying it's on the they sweet really side, do. that means it's probably pretty dang sweet for me, which is good. So usually you you with sweet, uh, it's pretty sweet compared to when I would taste it. Be like, nah, that's just okay. <laughs> but if you at least say sweet, then I know. Oh, yeah, I, I'm sensitive. <laughs> and, uh, and what I say is sweet. It's an IPA, so it's not like exactly. sugary, but it's it's got a little that fruity tartness to it. Yep. Which makes it all the difference, honestly, and for a lot of people, especially for me, when it comes to an IPA, it makes a big difference. Oh, yeah, it, this really mellows out those hops. So if you're not a hop fan and you want to try an IPA, dude, what a choice this would be. Yeah, Rheingeist is a, is a brand my wife actually really likes, and she's not even a beer fan, so there's that for everybody out there listening. Yeah, really great variety from that company. All right, I, I tried to kind of go on theme for mine tonight. So I did... Uh, I mean, we're talking about a bunch of anthropomorphic, which I'm going to butcher that word a bunch of times, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> but anthropomorphic, uh, you know, space uh, opera, right? We got a bunch of animals. So I went with yeah. a, uh, this is a, I think it's Terrapin, is how you say it? Terrapin Beer Company. It's in Athens, Georgia, and they have a white chocolate moohoo. So we got a little cow option here. I've seen here. that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. I thought, oh, what the heck? It's a milk stout, so I thought, hey, let's go for it. But yeah, this nice. is actually, uh, nice. it says Cocoa Nibs uh, from an Olive and Sinclair are your Moohoo chocolate milk stout. So apparently, uh, if if you like Cocoa Nibs from Olive I, I and Sinclair, I, I'm like <laughs> a little lost. I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll go for it. Yeah, uh, it sounds interesting. Give it a dark chocolate vibe. Exactly, that's what I'm hoping for anyhow. So I'll give it a give it a little taste before I pour it here. I don't have to pour it's not nitro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a little on the on the weaker stout um spectrum. Oh, this is another mm. this is another Pinkerton one, which uh 
you might not be able to actually see that on camera, but um, Pinkerton, that's uh, it's actually some of my wife's family, which I find ironic anytime I see it on a beer. Um, oh, nice. But this is, um, it's definitely chocolatey, which is nice, which that comes very late. Hey, as advertised. It is as advertised. It definitely has the chocolate notes at the, at the very end, but it hangs on. Really good aftertaste. Um, worth picking up. Uh, go for that one. It, it is by a week when I said it's a little weaker. Like, um, I, I guess I want to say lighter. Like, it's not a real heavy. Um, oh, okay. I see. I see. Yeah, it's actually uh, pretty tasty. And boy, boy, oh boy, that is a dark guy. Look at dark cat guy. <laughs> it is dark. <laughs> yeah, dude, milk stouts are really interesting because they do kind of, usually they have a heavier texture. So um, that, that part right. surprises me a little bit. But um, usually stouts have a little bit of punch to it. They get a little bit of bite, which is why I like stouts. Uh, but milk stouts usually mellows out the the bitterness in a, in a stout, that extra yeah. little little bite on the tongue that I usually like. Yeah, this one doesn't really have a punch, but it is a little bitter at the beginning, um, which is normal of a, okay. a stout. But uh, sure. yeah. Pretty, pretty tasty. Check that one out. Terrapin. Pretty sure that's how you say it. Terrapin. That's uh, the white chocolate moohoo. You like chocolate and you like uh, stouts. There you go. Oh, yeah. All right. The brews are out of the way. It's time to talk. Some Star Fox. We have the whole series we're going to talk about here. Um, Josh, yeah. I, I think first thing we should start with um, before I kind of wrap this into a little a uh, bow for people to talk about the game itself and what it is um kind of our our games what games we have played out of the series and haven't so people can get an idea of our overlap so we'll who will cover what oh, more sure. or less right so yeah. Yeah, yeah i have not played Star Fox command that is the only one i have not played out of all the games that we're going to talk about mm -hmm. but you have that right? one I have, I have. It's been a minute. Man, I tried so hard. I about tore this house apart looking for that copy because I swear I've seen it semi-recently and I could not find it. But I did play a good uh, good bit of it when it was fairly new. Yeah. And the ones you have not played that I have played are? Uh, the ones that you played? Yeah, that you have that not played. Oh, that I have not are uh, zero and adventures. There we go. So we got it all covered, guys. We we one form or another, we've got them covered here. Um, obviously, reasons being is I don't have the game Star Fox Command. Uh, I actually went out and spent some of my own money and got Star Fox Assault until I realized I didn't have Command. So I have Star Fox 3D for the 3DS, not for the DS, which is a totally different uh, game. That okay. is just a remake yeah, of Star is. Fox 64. So. Um, all right, so I got a little thing here I kind of wrote up. I want to talk about the game, kind of wrap it up for people out there maybe not familiar with it. If you are familiar with it, stick in there. Maybe uh, pat me on the back if I did a good job uh, doing this for everybody here. So <laughs> I'll take a pat on the back. Even if it's digitally, give me a pat on the back. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> yeah, go do it. All right, guys. So uh, Star Fox is a classic game series that has been... Uh, well, if I could read right, that has been entertaining gamers for decades. The series is known for its unique gameplay mechanics, which combine fast-paced action, aerial combat, and exploration. The series follows the adventures of Fox McCloud and his team of anthropomorphic animals as they battle against the evil force of Andross. One of the standout features of the Star Fox series is its innovative use of the Super Nintendo's Mode 7 graphics, 
This allowed the creation of immersive 3D environments and were ahead of their time. The series has continued to evolve with each new iteration with updated graphics, new characters, and expanded gameplay mechanics. The series is also known for its memorable characters, including Fox McCloud, Falco Lombardi, Peppy Hare, and Slippy Toad. Each of the characters has their unique personality and backstory, which adds depth to the gameplay storyline. Now let's talk about some Star Fox and our full impressions. So we're going to kind of start with the history, right, Josh? Um, yeah. So crazy story that led to some Star Fox was the first part I was like kind of blown away to find out. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a little Jurassic Park esque and uh, the way that it came about, you know, yeah, some like crazy advances that only one like place was doing and this obscure no one really thought it was possible and then it kind of came about yeah yeah pretty wild uh started with a well a dropout high school dropout is where the game started its life believe it or not uh this this particular guy um he his name is uh jez sands so he he became the owner and operator of argonaut software which he wasn't even in his 20s yet, if I remember right from everything I read when this happened. He, no. he might have been early 20s, maybe, because he was just kind of a, a coder, just kind of a lame little coder here and there, and a lot of people weren't really noticing his talents, and he kind of got sick of it, and he just said, uh, you know what, I'm I'm going to go do my own thing. And Right, right. He uh, he made a, a video game, a video game, uh, 3D video game called Eclipse, and it was on the Game Boy, and it was the first chance um, for anybody to try this sort of technology and make it happen. He did it on his own, which is absolutely nuts. Uh huh. Made the made the uh, motherboard or like the circuitry board that he needed, the chip and everything. Made it in like a bathtub of acid on his own. <laughs> Yeah. so crazy well, that's like the most old school like jailbreaking technology <laughs> like i i could ever think of like right. what a wild story yeah, yeah so they, crazy. they were super young yeah they yeah. were very young um but he actually ended up taking this you know hacked device that he created to ces and he worked his way in front of nintendo to be able to show them that you can make 3D happen even on the Game Boy when they didn't even think it was possible to happen, uh, you know, on NES or, you know, anything else. It was some crazy times for this guy. Yeah, they were struggling to do it on the Super Nintendo and this guy's doing on something way weaker and they were stoked about it. Right, absolutely, because they were using the technology um, built into the cartridges that was actually allowing the games to do more for super Nintendo, at least anyway, not even, not even regular Nintendo, which was pretty impressive. Uh, I'm, they, they still worked it out. And that's actually how, um, when we talk about star Fox, um, on the super Nintendo, that was how they made it work. They had to put a chip in the cartridge for it to function yeah. fully with 3d because the, the console was capable, but not fully capable, I guess would be the way to say, um to render what right. they wanted right yeah it ne essentially needed like a piggyback system from the cartridge to supplement uh the system itself like it could do some 3d things but a lot of textures wouldn't change with distance and would be stationary in the background and st kind of stuff like that yes exactly exactly um 
which was what big deal. Was just wild reading about it and learning about you know everything they did to make this this game happen, um, and how many minds they blew along the along the way. None of these guys were like corporate bigwigs or like huge in the gaming scene either. They they were just teenagers, you know, having a good time, you know, on their computers and wanting to make something happen. So they just had a, a passion for it, which was awesome. Um, Hell yeah. They they eventually uh, the the chip was gonna be named the Mario chip that they were gonna put into these these uh, cartridges, um, which I don't remember the acronym and I, I didn't write it down, but it was it was essentially an acronym of what the cartridge does, and they ended up changing the name to the FX chip, uh, which makes more sense, ah, you know, a little simpler, uh, really less does. less confusing, yeah. you know what I mean? If they start putting Mario chips in every game, they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm playing a game with a Mario chip in it. Whoa, Mario the character? Yeah, I mean, I could just see how that'd be. <laughs> really confusing right so yeah, yeah that sure. that was actually uh created for star fox one uh, and allowed the cartridge to handle the extra processing power like we were talking about there um and then star fox himself was actually modeled by shigeru miyamoto uh the actual character himself was mr mr mario made uh, made star fox look the way he looks uh, and the way you see him here today uh the rest of the team was actually inspired by uh the developers on the team which i thought was kind of cool um so yeah it was a small team it was it was actually pretty small uh, it was not a huge amount of people you'd expected from nintendo um you know to be all doing that at that age i guess you know a lot of us maybe misconstrue yeah. how many people were working for nintendo in the in the early 80s late 80s and it wasn't it wasn't thousands you know <laughs> it was pretty small <laughs> they were still up and coming uh, despite the success yeah, for sure. I want to know which but, one was Slippy, though. Which one was Slippy? Because Slippy's just that annoying frog that nobody wants anything <laughs> to do with, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, if I remember right, some of the other animals were also inspired by, like, Japanese, like, folklore stuff. Yeah. Like, fox. Uh, foxes are a big thing. Um, Falco's apparently a pheasant, which I thought was weird. Okay, He's right. He's not a falcon. Right. That's, yeah, that's it's falcon, really falcon. funky. Yeah. And then, and then, like, the rabbit has some significance. And then there's Slippy. Who's just inspired by a guy who would write ribbit on his notes. And I can't That's remember right. if there's any cultural significance to the frog at all. They're like, ha, this is funny. This is going to the game. So there's like cultural right. stuff. And then there's Slippy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very true. And you know, there was a bunch more culture uh, in the game as well. I'm glad you brought that up. You reminded me um, with, uh, with Andros as well. Because uh, even though uh, Star Fox is a fox, well... Pepper is a hound dog. He's a dog. And in uh -huh. Japanese culture, um, dogs and monkeys do not get along. They're like mortal enemies. So that was kind uh -huh. of the kind of a little bit of the background on why you have, you know, the great fox being, you know, controlled by Pepper, the dog, going after Andros, the main big bad, uh, as a monkey. So we we in America say, you know, fighting like cats and dogs, well, that's completely different in Japan. Cats and dogs actually have really good relationships in Japan uh, based on all of their culture and, and folklore. And it's sure, yeah. monkeys and dogs instead. So I thought that was pretty interesting as well. I never really cared or paid too much attention as a kid playing these games that it was just a bunch of animals to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, this, this could be one of the games, maybe the first game that actually got me. Um, I, I really like anthropomorphic games like i like playing as something that's not a human oh yeah all the characters yeah yeah and i think this might be one of the first few that i ever played that probably started the ball rolling on that for me 
It's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, Fox McCloud's awesome. Like, he's super cool and, you know, can fly, you know, the plane's so good and our wing, you know, all that great stuff. Uh, so uh-huh. immediately it was like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. Um, the uh, the other part that was kind of cool from Japanese uh, lore and, and just Shigeru Miyamoto himself was there were um, there were places in Japan where he would visit and he would pretend like he was flying a plane through them like on a rail a yeah. lot like we do in the game and that kind of inspired how the game worked you know with still being able to move in a 3d space but you're still kind of on a rail that was his imagination at work which i thought that was pretty cool as well yeah there was one shrine in particular that was the big inspiration i cannot remember what the name was yeah but uh uh and well the video like that nick sent me that was like a two hour long documentary super comprehensive it was awesome oh yeah um, yeah, I did a great job. Showed a, a clip of kind of like that trail. I'm like, I, I see it. And then I instantly understood where that inspiration came from. It was very oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, it was super cool. Um, this game made made good money. Um, it had a really big budget, too. So they were ready to show off 3D uh, when this thing was coming out. They had a $15 million advertising budget. So in the in the 80s, that's, yeah, that's huge, right? I guess it would have been early 90s. But uh, that's a lot of money to be forking out back then. Um, oh, but it worked. Yeah. It worked. They sold 1.7 million copies um, in America alone, and they sold 4 million copies worldwide. Yeah, 4 million copies. <laughs> and that's when games weren't like standardized at $70 that now everyone's salty about. Those are the, the extra expanded chip. I imagine this is kind of a pricey game if they hadn't standardized prices yet. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I do remember um, reading and, and hearing about the game was a little bit more expensive because the cartridges had the chips inside of them, which they got to pay for it somehow. This is how that works. Yeah. Um. So... On to some Star Fox 2, okay? We're going to kind of go in order, even though Star Fox 2 didn't come out until last year for all of us in America. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. But Star Fox 2, Josh, you played it, right? Tell me what you think of this game. Dude, I loved Star Fox 2. I had a fun time the entire time. And Star Fox 2 is going to be, I think, a reoccurring theme throughout the rest of this talk because, uh, and as we'll get into it, drove a lot of inspiration, even though it was never released. Never. Not in the whole world, guys. Never. It wasn't like we didn't get it over here. It was not released anywhere, ever. And it was done. It was done. It was complete. Finished. It's not like they finished it for us for the Nintendo Online. Right. It was just already done. It was on a cartridge, just like, you know, Indiana Jones in a box somewhere in a warehouse. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like, Dude, and what? Yeah. And it plays so well. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you got like, a, a, like a walking mode at some point, And the transition between the two was relatively smooth, as smooth as it can be on the Super Nintendo. Um, the stages are cool. The, the, uh, the difference in its replayability, it was more arcadey in feel. Um, to where you had to do a bit of a of management between defending Corneria and then going out, gone, going on the offensive. And so you'd like intercept missiles and you'd actually have to fly around in a fleet in a free roaming 3D space. Um, they had a term for it, I cannot remember for those areas. But 
you, you'd have to shoot down the rocket and then move on. Do you go attack the next base? Do you defend Corneria again? Right. So right. It was all about like time management and, you know, can you risk it? Does Corneria have enough health? Should you go for the win or should you backtrack and then defend again? And I thought that was great. I only got a couple playthroughs in, um, but it was cool. You could choose between uh, a bunch of different characters and there's, uh and the R wings had different stats to them so it like it mattered what choices you made not like is this character cooler than the other this character might have a slower ship that punches harder this character might have a faster ship that punches less and so you could really play to your own kind of style and it was something like 13 frames per second or something like that. yeah <laughs> uh, which is you know real choppy but honestly it plays great i thought it was awesome it was man like it blew me away um I mean, we played them in order. Uh, my son and I actually, you know, we played through them. And I was, like, shocked at the amount of upgrade this game had from the first one. And they they even upgraded the FX chip for this game. So they weren't just playing around. They weren't yeah, like, oh, this yeah. might be okay. They were like, no, like, the first game did so good. Let's put this thing out. Let's put a lot of money behind it. Let's make it better in pretty much every way. And they did. They succeeded at all of that. It has more characters in it. Um, you know, I mean, I throw the image up here again. So, I mean, they introduced us to new characters. Uh, you know, we still have Peppy and we still have Falco back there. But we get a couple of new characters as well, and we don't get to learn anything about them for 20 plus years, <laughs> which is absolutely crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. And it was like, what are you thinking? But did this game, if this would have been the first Star Fox, I, I can't imagine how much more popular it would have been because the first one did great oh at what God. it did. But this one... Like yeah. with everything it was doing with, you know, having to protect Corneria and, you know, choosing whether do you go out to the next system or do you stay back and protect and, you know, you have a health to the planet now and all of these new mechanics that were built into it that just made you feel more immersed and you're managing all of these things at the same time. So, yeah. And, and not in really a very stressful way. Uh, I mean, we got through our first playthrough relatively easily. But, you know, it's not too difficult. It's not like super difficult, exactly. But it was one of those games where it just it felt so fresh compared to the first one. I mean, we came right off of the first one to the second one. I mean, because these aren't really very long games when you're playing them, just sitting down and no. playing them. Right. Uh, plus, we're playing them on the switch. So you have save states and things like that. It's more it's yeah. more about, you know, playing the game, getting the full experience of it. And um, we did do a couple of runs where like, okay, no save states. And, you know, you, you eat it pretty hard. So, yeah, they, they did have that you challenge. Can. Yeah. But did to you find the death perception to be better in the second one than the first one? Oh, 100%, dude. There were so many more colors, yeah. it felt like, as well. Everything it's so much easier to maneuver. Yes, yeah. it really did. And it, it was just a lot more fun. So, I mean, they, they did what you want to see done with every sequel. It just, yes, everything was better and it was more fun to play. It was so good. Blew me away. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I mean, this game, the reason it got shelved. Okay. We got to talk about it a little bit is Miyamoto came in and was like, nah, put the brakes on. And they're like, the game's done. Like, no, we, uh, we can't release a 3d game on a super Nintendo when we're making a Nintendo 64 that is strictly for 3d. Like we are marketing it a hundred percent 3d. So they were, I think they were looking at like 
it's gonna muddy the waters, right? Kind of like a Wii Wii U I situation. So. That's kind of what it kind of felt like. It was, yeah, because it was really close to the N sixty four release. It yeah. was cutting it pretty damn close. It ended up being that the N sixty four release got delayed, and it ended up being an eighteen month gap between them. So they should have oh, just released so this game. That's <laughs> so I much know. time. A year and a half. I would have made so much money, dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So to, to see them sit on it and be like, no, uh, we need to put out a 3D system first for 18 months. It's like, man, you could have at least put this on a 64 cartridge and let people enjoy it with maybe some more textures and, you know, a few more things here or there, throwing some multiplayer or something and, you know, extra multiplayer into it as well. But, yeah. Um, it, it was a huge bummer. I mean, it's great that we finally got it and, you know, they took it out of the vault or wherever that was, but man, it was, uh, it's just a wild story as to why they would have put that thing on the shelf. And, uh, I hope it counted toward, uh, Jez's, uh, he had to make three 3D games for them as part of his contract when he signed up for Nintendo. So I, I would assume this would count as one of the ones that he made there. But uh, still, what a bummer. Big, big bummer. Yeah. But you know what? They didn't disappoint, right? Because we got to talk about Star Fox 64, right? We got the... This is the big dog, right? This is the big one for... I think probably everybody listening out there. Oh, dude, there's <laughs> so much nostalgia wrapped up in this game. It's it, it is, right? First 3D uh, Nintendo console, and then we end up with a 3D Star Fox game that introduces us to the Rumble Pack. First time ever. Um, yeah, came which, with the Rumble Pack. Yeah, came with the game. So when you picked it up, I had that sucker. I remember it. I really wish I had hindsight because I'd have gone back and just never got rid of that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I hear you. Man, um, boy, I loved this game, man. It had multiplayer options. The single player was great. There were so many different options playing through it. Yeah. With the, the, and that's something we didn't kind of talk about uh, on the first couple of games. But, you know, choosing your route was a big thing for Star Fox. You could choose... Do, you know what planet you know to go to or you could fail uh -huh. a mission instead of there were options where it was like mission accomplished and there was mission complete and there was mission failed so if you completed the mission yeah. then okay you passed it but you probably didn't do everything so you didn't fully accomplish uh what your goal was but or vice versa i think it is i think completes the one where you've done everything and accomplishes where like okay you did it but you didn't do everything um oh sure sure and that would change your tra trajectory on the map where you would go so uh 64 was my first foray into any star fox i didn't play it on nintendo obviously none of us played Same. it on super nintendo um and 64 was like what is this thing this is amazing. I have to have it. You know, you see pictures uh -huh. in magazines yeah. and, and trailers on TV and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I had to have this thing. Um, it did not disappoint in any way. It was so much fun. Challenging too. I think that was one of the big things I took away oh, from it's it. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I got, I got my ass kicked, especially <laughs> in like the lava planet. Oh my oh, God, dude. Crap flying up and yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fun, but yeah, it oh. was a difficult level. Yeah, I I think that was um that was one of my my first gaming experience probably that I can remember where I was like 
I'm gonna do this. Like I felt like <laughs> I felt so cool doing it, but I didn't want to fail. And like you, you start to get like a little irked off, you know. Like no, I'm finishing this. I'm doing this. It's I'm you know I'm getting it. Ah, the same same thing I do with Souls games. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. That was exactly how I felt. Um, and I mean, I was probably let's see, the year on this guy here was '97. So I was, I was going to say 14, uh, but I would have been 15 and 15, 16. I don't uh, remember exactly the month it came out or the exact month I got it, but it was like, I'm, I'm going to beat this game. There's no way. There's no way. And yeah, then I found out there's multiple endings and was Is like, really? I yeah, had no idea. Blown away. I was like, oh, I have to do these multiple endings. And then the multiple endings, other cool things happen, you know, like, um, and I'm not going to spoil any of it for some people who haven't played, but like, you know, certain things that like you don't think could happen and start to happen. And then like they change the path uh, in just the last couple of levels. And then the boss is different at the end, uh, you know, has more layers to oh, the boss. OK, it was awesome. I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. I cannot believe I am playing a game like this, you know, as a as a 15 year old. But it holds up still it's it's not as hard obviously it's gotten better but it's it's still difficult um but the thing about it is it's still fun to play like it's still a lot of fun to play it is good. 64 star fox man <laughs> i i couldn't get enough yeah, of this might... one it's great it is really good uh maybe a little bit of spicy take i like star fox 2 better honestly oh. i i think 64 is better for it because you get a boss at every at the end of every level that's not as generic right i think i had a just a little bit more fun out of star fox 2 i think that's how good it was yeah but this is still like absolutely no slash honestly the bosses are a ton of fun uh they're still a little bit difficult but once you get used to the controls and i do think the switch controls are a little wonky i probably should have done some button mapping or something oh um, right true true i was playing on the 64 uh, the bluetooth 64 controller oh, well, so then, it was perfect the the yeah. old natural yeah. like uh experience there oh on a 64 controller this game probably plays way better because i think the shoulder buttons get confusing on the switch they oh they yeah are, they're offset yep and sense. it's it's weird to get used to but on a 64 controller of course what it was designed to do yeah uh would have been way better yeah, yeah. I have no doubt it was great it was great that controller is great by the way if you guys haven't picked one up it's it's worth the 60 bucks as far as i'm concerned just for playing these games and feeling a hundred percent of the nostalgia ah, damn i need to do it then <laughs> it, yeah. it's do so it good. they come back yeah. yeah yeah they're back on you can buy them again they're back on their site again so oh really yeah. awesome yeah yeah yeah, it's so totally worth it. And, you know, it's got the built-in rumble and everything in it, too, now with the technology that's increased over Amazing. time. But it's really yeah. good. Um, I, I was about to say the same thing. I, I have to say that out of playing them all again, and, you know, this is a comprehensive look at uh, all the games and, you know, taking off the rose-colored glasses and just being, being you know, more, uh, you know, objective to the game. Star Fox 2 mm -hmm. still still up there man i mean it still just kind of tips the needle for me uh of one that's just oh, a lot really? of fun okay. oh yeah because i mean 64 uh, it hits the nostalgia button hard and i mean that's that's what you hang on to a lot of us do that it's just in our nature mm -hmm. but yeah as as course. a game oh my god talk about leaps and bounds that Star Fox 2 did over one and then 64 i mean oh my god 64 yeah. was great it brought us 3d that was cool. 
it's a thing that we're all like super used to and we really don't care about anymore. Everything's 3D now. Uh, but <laughs> as a game, it it's just a fun experience Star Fox 2 was. Like just so much fun. Yeah. And yeah. very replayable, easy to pick up and play kind of situation. And I didn't really run into oh, 100%. Uh, the negative, uh, you know, feeling of like, you know, I, sh- I should have been able to do this, that or the other. Right. Like Star Fox 2 just felt so uh, streamlined. I mean, you mentioned like some of it, like, you know, frame rate, frame rate kind of gets wonky and whatnot, but it doesn't destroy a gameplay on it. Like it's it's older gameplay, it doesn't, which is just yeah. wild. But um, but just some of the just some of the BS that happens on, uh, you know, star Fox 64. <laughs> you're like, nah, 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 you know, come on. This is ridiculous. Like you're constantly having to yeah. save your buddies way more often than normal. Uh, you didn't have to do that near as much in the other two games. And they kick that up. And it's harder to save them too. Way harder, way harder. So, Dude, I mean, I love got restricted so much because I couldn't save Falco half the time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And if you lose slippy, <laughs> uh, slippy is the mechanic. Uh, which I, I find hilarious, uh-huh. by the way, because he's a moron and he's your mechanic. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. and then if you lose him, you lose all of the abilities uh, to see like the health bar of your bosses and things like that. So if oh, he bails so out, tough. yes. And then Peppy, Peppy's in there to kind of throw out like pointers at you. Like he'll tell you like somebody's on your on your tail. They're on your tail, Fox, you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah, you, you don't yeah. get those kinds of audio or dialogue from anyone else. They all have their own little purpose. You know, Falco's obviously your wingman. He's there helping you out. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, Slippy being there for, you know, just some on-screen help that he pops up for you. And then Peppy being there for some moral support, right? You know, helping you out and making you, uh-huh. you know, feel a little bit yeah. better. Oh, you remind me of your dad, you know, those kinds of things and stuff. <laughs> it's just great. It's great that they all had a purpose. And if you kept them alive, it made sense. And, uh, they were really hard to keep alive a lot of times or, you know, not necessarily dead, but retired, right. They, they would retire. Uh, yeah. They, they head back to the, uh, the back to the great Fox. Fox. I think was, yeah. uh, yep. The great yeah. Fox. Yep. That's the big guy. So yeah, I, I would say like as continuing on the path of star Fox, that uh, two was still stands out really huge for me. Big, big time. Oh yeah. Same here. Yeah. Same here. But no, no slouch at all having uh, having Mister Sixty Four in our back pocket to pick up and play at any time. Such a fun game. Not at all. Still holds and up. It had but... multiplayer. Yeah, man. I mean, so that fun. was that was a big thing. I think the the multiplayer was probably maybe the bigger highlight of that game because I think Star Fox Sixty Four. I didn't own it as a kid, uh, but I had buddies that did, and that was some of my earliest um, multiplayer like memories. Yeah, that was about the time like eight or nine or so when i go over to buddy's places you know we're old enough to like actually start going yeah your parents drop me off and it's not a big deal and stuff sure um so my earliest i was never any good at because i didn't own it (laughs) but it was a fun time i remember having so much fun fun with it oh Yeah. yeah that was that was one of those few games that i had buddies who would come over and bring their controller you know what i mean and it was just yeah i mean i was just a lonely kid playing here uh and I, I never really did to play the multiplayer at all. Um, cause if I remember right, and you guys will have to let me know if I, if I'm wrong on this in the comments or, or on the chat, but you couldn't play multiplayer unless there was another controller plugged in because it would tell you that you needed a second player. There was no way of getting around it. Oh, okay. So not okay. like you could just go in and screw around, uh, oh, from what lots. I remember. Yeah, yeah. There was no like option for that from what I can remember anyway. 
but a little fun fact uh the little guy that's uh, right like down here in our screen he is he is uh his name is thumbs mcleod okay so you guys know where his name comes from <laughs> okay yeah and he yeah. he is uh He's a long descendant of uh, of Fox McCloud. You know, he just he likes to drink brew and uh, hang out with us when we talk video games. Oh um, yeah. So that that's right there is a perfect example of my uh, a love of anthropomorphic uh, characters. <laughs> <laughs> He's my guy. He's my guy. He's pretty cool. Uh, so we're gonna get into one uh, now. We're gonna talk about GameCube. We're gonna jump consoles. So we we went from Super Nintendo to Nintendo yeah. sixty four. We're jumping again. Uh, all the way to 2005 or 2002, excuse me. We're going to talk some Star Fox Adventures. This has a story behind it, boy, does it? Um, what a weird one, man. Right? Okay. Um, I think the first thing we should let people know is this is made by Rare. Um, everybody mm -hmm. should know Rare. Rare's huge. You know, they're the uh, Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong Racing, uh, GoldenEye. I mean, they're you know now they're making games. Yeah. You know they made uh, they made Conquer, which he's a he's a big buddy of mine. He's behind me as well. Um, and now you know they're making like Sea of Thieves, and they got more games coming out, and they're owned by Microsoft. So there's a there's a big story there too. But Josh, I don't know what you think about this game, but for me, it's at the bottom of the list. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it. Um, and this is a part of the video I uh, was uh, listening to on the way home. Um, so, but from the sounds of it, this it really isn't a Star Fox game. Yeah. This is a game they plot Star Fox in. And I know it has weird origins, right? So right. It started off as a game called Dinosaur Planet. Yeah. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Nintendo saw it, like, Miyamoto's like, yo, that looks cool. Uh, how about you make the main character Star Fox instead? All right, all right. More <laughs> or less. That was more or less and the conversation. <laughs> thus, the game was born. And there's not <laughs> too much more. I mean, that's it, that's it at a basic like 10,000 foot level. But man, yeah, it started off as a different game. Yep, it did. Now, oh, excuse me. So here's one of the things. Timber the Tiger is from Diddy Kong Racing. If anybody has played Diddy Kong Racing out there, which I really hope you have, which is actually a slight obsession of mine currently, I am playing quite a bit of it. Um, nice. Tiger, t well, Timber the Tiger, was the character that was going to be in this game because Rare, you know, they had already made games with this character. Like, okay, let's use him in something else. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's make this Dinosaur Planet game and make him the you know main protagonist. And they had started that process and clearly... You mentioned it. Miyamoto saw it and went, eh, that could be Star Fox. We could make a Star Fox game. Um, so not the smartest of moves. Uh, I see what they were oh, trying no. to do. I understand it. You know, it was business decisions and all this kinds of things. But um, more or less what it did was it combined like this dinosaur planet that is being overtaken with Star Fox. And then what they did was they took away Star Fox as far as the game goes. <laughs> um, everybody who's used to Star Fox, which granted, okay, yeah. painting a little bit of a picture, we'd only had two Star Fox games since this game, right? We'd only had one and 64. So it had been six years, five, roughly five years, and 
the first Star Fox was out in 93. So it had been almost 10 years since we'd had, you know, the launch of the series. And we've only had two titles. Yeah. And now they're like, let's just not make it a flying game, which all of them have been flying games, right? <laughs> <laughs> Completely just like through the formula out the window. And like all the Star Fox games up to this point sold millions of copies. Yeah. Huge, hit, huge hits. Monstrous titles. Um, it it did not do great at all for them, which is it's a sad fact. But it it still is you know what it is. Um, so I we we didn't talk about sales for uh, Star Fox sixty four. So we'll talk about that. So it sold four million copies as well. So it did very good. Um, we jumped to Star Fox Adventures. Uh, it made uh, it made it sold one point eight million. So less than half. Which oh, that is did better than I expected for this different of a Star Fox game, to be honest. And I honestly think it was because people didn't know what they're getting into, right? This is like they saw not... Star Fox and they're like, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. And it and it wasn't necessarily pre-internet, but it was early days of internet, you know, 2002, oh, 2003. Yeah. That's very early. We're barely getting Xbox Live at this point in our you know, gaming dial of time, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so who wants to wait forever for a page to load? I'm just going to go pick up the game and play it. Right. So that's um, that's part of it. But the other part is, you know, you had uh, a flying game that was flying and shooting for the whole time, and you make it a ground-based adventure game where you swing a staff, and it's just an A button mash kind of game. That's what this game is. So, as we God. as we entered the episode, you know, Josh has not played Adventure. I did. And uh, the I'm one sorry. thing I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the one thing I have to say is I played this with my son because I wanted to make sure I wasn't, you know, biased, and I wanted sure, more sure. than because you know Josh lives far away; he has no option to just swing over and grab my GameCube copy. So, knowing that, I'm like, I gotta have a little bit of a yin yang. I need to know what's happening here, and he'll balance me out. So let's go. So we did played it together, and. Uh, he was as uninterested as I was. Um, <laughs> it's like the problem with it is it's an adventure game that felt like they were trying to go, let's make Star Fox a Zelda, but don't make him a Zelda, but mm. don't go completely Star Fox, but don't go, you know, you know, yeah, that kind of thing, right? They really didn't have an idea, is what it felt like. They were no, like, "Oh, we can put our character in this other game that's mostly finished, and it'll be good." Um, which, come to find out, doing the research, Star Fox was there from pretty early on, so Miyamoto caught the game pretty soon. So it wasn't like it was done, and then they planted him in the game and said, "Go." Um, but even worse. Still, exactly my point. As where I was going, dude. It's like, yeah. okay, you knew from the get-go that this probably wasn't a great idea. And, you know, even even as hard as Rare tried to make it a good game, and we know Rare makes great games, um, it just didn't work. The Literally, the, the puzzles in it are nightmarish at times. Uh, there's a couple where you have to, like, get up. Uh, uh, there's a a path that's circular, like imagine a spiral staircase that's enormous, right? Okay. And yeah, coming yeah, yeah. down this staircase are barrels. And when the barrels hit you, they explode. 
and the barrels have a pattern to them so maybe think donkey kong in a way right you know donkey okay, kong you gotta yeah. jump with the barrels right well there's no jumping because in this puzzle you have to carry a thing up this whole spiral staircase and you can't drop it and if you do you you have to go back and get it again because it's like a it's like a plant thing or something like respawns you know like you go back up and get it again and you have to make it all the way up this thing and there's like three loops to it and you got to like memorize the pattern to it and then get up there and it's it's super slow and it's mm. not fun and it didn't feel you know uh you, you didn't you didn't feel like there was anything to it when you're done like you didn't get any feeling of like yay i did it uh which sucks, that sucks. but there yeah. was a bunch of those <laughs> a bunch of those and a lot of things were just very poorly explained or you know made apparent as a game player uh felt another like one of them games where like by the guide you know what i mean like they made the game to go this will sell guides you're good uh -huh. you keep making the game yeah. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. which is sad games should not do that as far as i'm concerned i mean don't hold my hand but also don't force me to go do something uh if i could pay attention i could find it um but there was a bunch yeah. of puzzles that did that it was it was a bummer so that that was bad um there was an animation that repeated all the time. And I really hope anybody listening did the same thing if they've played this game. But uh, anytime Fox would find anything, it would be... I'm just going to try to Im imitate it and mimic it on video here for Josh, <laughs> at least, just so Josh can see it. So he would real slowly raise his arms and go... And just open his mouth really big... Like he was yelling, yeah, or yeah, I got it, you know, and every single time we would find something in the game and that would happen, me and my son would just start putting words in his mouth, man, because it was the only way we could find some fun out of this game. It was, oh, we, were, no. we were just like, F yeah, I got it, you know, like just the dumbest things we could think of to say just to kind of get a laugh out of it because it was just it's it, oh, it a boring is a boring game to be honest with you is is repetitive mm. there's a lot of the same crap you're doing just in different areas um it it was unfortunate the story was very very weird uh the the character uh crystal that you're trying to save has like telepathic powers and she's been captured by a dinosaur lord and it's That's just bizarre. it's so Nothing weird says star fox about that nothing about it man it's <laughs> so weird powers in a dinosaur lord. yeah that's the that's the least star fox thing i i probably could have talked about uh in yeah. this episode yeah and yeah. then they then they give star fox a magic scepter to go around and do magic abilities with it's like what is happening come from on. laser beams to a magic scepter what a downgrade yeah yeah and i i truly believe that this game could have been a success if it hadn't have been tied into Star Fox because they could have done what they wanted oh, to do. And, and just you know? left it what it was. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And give me a Star Fox game where I fly around, I can go into all range mode and have a good time and still have some multiplayer. Another thing this game didn't have, no multiplayer. So, yeah. uh, and here's the other thing that really kills me, and it's just the, the, the terrible poop stain on top of this game, is the flying in this game only happens between worlds that's it there is no flying missions you literally oh, only fly from one planet on. to the next so i uh no, it's I, not star fox it's not star fox no <laughs> it's no. not star fox absolutely not so i i wanted to know because i was super curious so i went on and i i tried to, to find some information about this and all of the other star fox games 
up until this game were 100% in in flight. Uh, you're in some kind of machine, right? You know, uh, we oh, can't, yeah. we can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. we cannot count Star Fox two. I know that sounds so strange, but we can't count it. Cause at this point it had never released. So yeah, you fly between two missions or one, whatever missions, any missions in this game, this game, you were in flight less than 20% of the game. Less than 20%. 80% of the game was changed. That's not a Star Fox game anymore. It's not even 50-50. You can't even say, like, okay, it works out. It's okay. It's 50-50. No, you were in the plane, the R-Wing, 20% of the game. That's it. That's crazy to me. That's so crazy. Uh, did you get muted, Josh? I think you might be muted. Oh, yep. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, that's just, just ridiculous. Uh, so... I knew it had to be low because my son and I almost beat it. We probably made it two thirds of the way through and we were oh, just kind of like patience. Yeah, exactly. It was like, here, man, you play for a little while. He would play, you know, I would watch, we'd both joke and then we'd swap, you know, he'd go grab some food. I'd play that kind of thing. And yeah, we, we pushed through it, but still couldn't finish it. And I, I really don't have any reason to finish it. I don't have a want or desire to, unfortunately, but, um, I love Star Fox. He's great. Uh, and they ruined this game by putting him in it, to be honest with you. He could have <laughs> had his own game and left it alone. And yeah. we could have had two either highly successful or at least potentially successful games. And we didn't get either, honestly. Um, I mean, maybe some people would call this a success. It sold almost 2 million copies. But I kind of feel like it was a, the blinders on sort of sale. Like, oh, a lot of people bought it because they didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah, like you're saying, the internet was might as well have been in its infancy. I don't like it was in the mid '90s and that stuff was actually around, but like, right? It was it, it the early 2000s when people started to start being like to afford that stuff. Yep, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, and it was like early GameCube days, so it was like, oh, Star Fox on a GameCube. Do you know what 64 was like? Could you imagine? Oh, that, you know that what I mean? Is early GameCube yeah. days. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So I feel like it was just like this. Oh, here, look at this. It's amazing. And uh, we we find out more about that when we get into our next game as well, which uh, you have played, so we can both talk about this one, and that's going to be Star Fox Assault. And this uh, yeah. this is another GameCube title, so we're sticking with it. So we, we're, we're getting our first game. Uh, uh, miles or, better. That, miles yeah, better. Two this on one is console. a Star Fox game. Yeah. Yeah, Star Fox game, for sure. Um, this one here, uh, looking at the sales on this one, also not a success, which I found very interesting. Uh, this is showing it, it sold just about 900,000 copies. So it didn't even hit a million. Uh, half as much as that garbage we just talked about. Yeah. Dude, I, I loved this game. And I think that's because everybody kind of got a little scared. Uh, like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Shocked no. by the yeah. last one, which is unfortunate because this one had the on rail shooting. Um, yep. It had like on ground stuff with with Fox. You were shooting pistols. You were getting like machine guns. You get sniper rifles. They had like a variety of stuff. Oh yeah, and the rocket launchers. Yeah, I mean maybe your the expectation of Star Fox is still all R wing all the time, and this had definitely had plenty of it and plenty of open space and everything like that too. Um, man, did I love this game? I had this game. I played a lot of it. I played a lot of multiplayer with my buddies. That was like the game I had that everybody wanted to play. Uh, yeah. I, I, I put a lot of time in this game. 
So would this one uh, would this one trump your uh, Star Fox Two feelings, or is that because of nostalgia? Like I said, oh man, that's hard because I haven't <laughs> I haven't been in possession of a GameCube for many many years. Oh, um, but it might it just it had it had all the Star Fox things going for it. I think that this game, uh, just from seeing glimpses of the other and clips of the other games, it has the best-looking Landmaster. It's got the best-looking R-Wing. Mm-hmm. It's got the best-looking characters. I think the design overall was uh, pretty good. Some of the land levels were a little bit weak compared to some of like, the sky, level, sky and space levels, stuff you're actually in an R-Wing, which mm. may be a compliment that I actually focused more on the roots. Um, but overall, still plenty dynamic. They let you get into vehicles on a whim you got to more or less choose how you beat the level oftentimes it was pretty obvious like if i need to get all the way across there let's jump jump in a vehicle and make it there and if it becomes inconvenient to get somewhere hop out and start shooting stuff up right uh but i found this game to be a lot of fun for that reason i do remember getting like oh i'm there's there's a building there i could sit here for 10 minutes with the landmaster and just shoot this tank into that hallway a bunch (laughs) of times or I could actually go jump out and be effective. Uh, a little riskier, but a lot faster. Uh, so the, the space levels, honestly, were a ton of fun. There were a couple levels to where it was like protect the base sort of things. Mm-hmm. And you just got to shoot a bunch of stuff up, blow it all up. It felt very Star Fox. It was a bunch of fun. It definitely felt more Star Fox than what we had seen before. This kind of felt like... Um, they did learn a lesson, but maybe not quite enough of a lesson. I mean, there, there were some problems that I had with the on foot stuff, um, mm. that I did not love. Uh, and, and it's not like, you know, to the game's detriment or anything. I didn't think it was that bad, sure. but sure. it, it could have been better. Uh, there was, uh, I agree. Th- there was a lot more fun to be had in this game. I'll tell you that much. Uh, it was, I have not finished it yet. Now I will. Uh, because that goes to show a lot right there that I'm going to go back to it uh, because I will not be going back to adventure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will yeah. keep it. I will keep adventure and I will find command because I do want to have them all at some point in time because I, I do want to collect them. But as far as like playing the game, eh, nah, that's okay. I'm good. I got my fill. I'm good. But this one so far has, has actually felt like a pretty good time. Uh, I've, en- I've enjoyed, you know, my, my playing of it as least. Uh, and this is another one. My son and I are both doing the thing. Uh, I didn't get a chance to try out the multiplayer. When you talk about the multiplayer a little bit, since you had more, uh, more, well, definitely more than me. Cause I didn't get a chance to kick it over to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's actually pretty good. Uh, it does get a little imbalanced when you get in vehicles. I feel like that's pretty normal mm. amount, uh, amongst shooters, but, um, you know, you had your pistol, which would do a charge attack. You had like a machine gun that would, well, obviously does what, what you think it does. Um, right, has sniper rifle. I think one more. Um, I know the there's were actually, was there rocket launchers in it too? Yeah, I mean, because you could do that in a single player. There was, yeah, 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 there was, yeah. I think you could use everything you found in the in the single uh, okay. player camp. Nice. Um, so like the maps were actually pretty dynamic. Uh, you got like a jet little jetpack as when you're uh, on the floor, on the floor, on the ground. So like it was kind of fun to like climb up to like tall places where people may not expect, and all of a sudden you're getting laser beamed by a sniper rifle from okay. half the map away. Um, 
So it, it played kind of like a multiplayer shooter, um, like you'd expect. And then there are also vehicles in the map. So you can get into a Landmaster and start shooting stuff up. You could get into an R-Wing and you could do dogfights, which it was actually a lot of fun to do dogfights in the multiplayer. Uh, less fun if you got caught out in the open when there's an R-Wing because they just get lasered <laughs> to death as you're walking. Right. Which that happened many, many times. But uh, again, a bunch, of ton- a bunch of fun to fight each other in the sky. You do all the maneuvers. Uh, is very very uh, Star Fox. You know, nice. It fit. Yeah. It, it sounded like, and I, I saw some screenshots, and uh, I read about the multiplayer, but I never got an actual chance to play it. Um, and this this might just be me because this game came out in what two thousand and five. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this came out when like Halo and Call of Duty were like at the top tier of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. If you were in the Xbox game, you, this got overshadowed. You didn't even know it existed. Yeah, but it felt like just learning about the multiplayer and how it functions and then playing what I did at the single player when they give all of a sudden they give Fox weapons, which they've never done before. Uh, first time uh-huh. ever, by the way, which that was another thing about adventures. We didn't say too much about they Miyamoto was like, you're not giving him a gun like he, he can he cannot have a gun. So they gave him <laughs> a <many>. stupid magic <laughs> spear, right? um so yeah Uh, he's a genius but that was not a good one it was yeah not a good move um and then this one which was made by namco um believe it or not they they were like let's go and they're like okay and one of the things he said miyamoto was we need to make star fox cool and they said let's we got to give him weapons he's got to get on the ground he's got to fight he's got to have weapons and i felt like this was kind of their way of trying to get those people who liked halo and everything to play you know what i mean like go buy a gamecube look at this you know look at this multiplayer you can do and it's you know all on the same console that kind of deal but i uh i think it has potential i want to play it still and uh and talk about it at least with you you know even off air or whatever but Uh uh-huh it, it looks like it could be a lot of fun and get kind of chaotic with all the crazy uh, high-powered weapons you could get in the single-player game. So it's kind of nuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> not not to mention, like you mentioned there too, uh, you know, all the vehicles could get kind of crazy too. Um, the story in this one though uh, took a took a turn for sure because now you have Crystal from the Adventures game is now on your team. She's part of the uh, yeah. you know Great Fox Star Fox team, and all of a sudden you're I, I thought it was so weird because she's tel- telepathic or whatever and she's like I, I sense a being nearby you know like it, it was so campy and stuff to me like I I don't yeah. know I, I I have to believe a lot of our audience has seen Team America and I, I don't know if you have Josh but I love stupid humor I and think I think so you, you have yeah. to you have to watch it but it's a mo- it's a movie you have to shut your head off and just have fun with but <laughs> okay okay there is a character in team america by the way the movie's all about puppets so it's don't take it seriously oh at all. i know what you're talking um, about yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's by the guys of south park but there's a character in that movie who is supposedly telepathic right and she just gave me that vibe and she she comes off as like a character walks in to the movie in the movie a character walks in and and like it looks confused has no idea why they're there and she knows that and she's like i sense you're confused right now you know what i mean that kind of stuff <laughs> and 
that's how I felt with every time that Crystal would talk in this game. She would say, you know, like, oh, I'm sensing a being through the wall. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, th I don't need this in Star Fox. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're trying to lean into the character they brought in. Yeah, it just, it just didn't fit. Didn't work. Didn't fit. Like, you brought a character from a dinosaur planet that you're trying to force now into you know, some kind of canon or lore and it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not working out too well for you guys. So I thought that was kind of weird. Um, but Peppy, Peppy is now piloting the great Fox instead of pepper in this. Uh, so mm -hmm. that she has taken uh, Peppy's you know, place in the game as uh, one of your co-pilots, but, or team members, I guess not really a co-pilot. Um, yeah. and then, um, this game, and I think this is another thing that killed the sales. This game released on a two-week exclusive rental only through Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. That Ugh. that's that's gonna kill your sales. I mean, period. You can rent the game and decide whether or not you like it. And a lot of people probably did and didn't like it. You know what I mean? So they didn't go pick it up. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that was a bad move. Um, I. I know truly to me and my personal feelings about this game, it is better than adventure and it should have sold more than adventure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one million percent because it is a Star Fox game. Yeah. You and haven't even played every... adventure and you know this. <laughs> <laughs> Most levels are versatile and the other levels are vehicle only. So like being on land isn't even the focus. It is. A, it's a Star Fox game. Yes. It really is. It, it, it felt like the natural progression that Star Fox would take because he he's a pilot. But at the same time, it was like, OK, he could he's probably been in wars before. You know, he knows what he's doing. He can fly yeah, a plane, I mean, you know, right. Doing you know, mercenary work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, somebody who's in the Air Force has done more than just fly a plane their whole career. Right. So, uh -huh. OK, yeah, it makes sense. Let's put him on the ground and, you know, give him some different, uh, you know, vehicles and throw a landmaster at him pretty much anytime you want and give him some weapons and let him have fun. So it did feel like the proper, you know, progression to what we see. Um, I didn't care for the enemies in this one, this aperoids thing. I'm still not loving They're a little generic. Yeah. Right. They're like these insect things, you know? Um, so, uh, what was your overall thoughts on the enemies? I mean, with the, you know, Andros, you know, kind of taking a backseat and now we have these aperoids. I, I forgot the name of them until I watched this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, the main point that, like, stood out to me was the gameplay, which, you know, honestly, it is a great plus for the game. That's what stands out. I completely forgot about the enemies, dude. Yeah. Completely forgot. I remember shooting stuff on land and in, in cool environments that are honestly pretty well laid out. Uh, having fun with my buddies in multiplayer and the multiplayer maps also well laid out. Uh, completely forgot about the enemies. Didn't had no idea what they were until I heard it again. I'm like, oh yeah. That's what they were. <laughs> yeah, they're uh I think they're well balanced and stuff. Which is a little generic. Like they didn't really yeah. stand out. Yeah, I agree with you. They were um they still are, but once again they're they're not bad enough to keep me away from the game. Do you remember beating this game like uh you know back in your day when you uh when you played through it? I don't remember the end of it. I definitely remember having enough time into it to where I was trying to get top tier ratings in each level though okay like, i definitely had beat it a few times nice nice 
Well, I, I think it's one I'll definitely end up finishing as well. Uh, I had an unfortunate, and uh, if anybody out there is wondering, like, Nick, you're, you're talking about these games, you've had time, why didn't you play multiplayer in this? So I ran into an unfortunate problem with this disc because I, I ended up snagging this one on eBay because I did not own this one. Um, and uh, we got to a point where the game would play and load to a certain point in the load state, and then it would not load anymore. So we... I ended up getting it taken into uh, one of our local game shops and got it resurfaced, and it's fine. It works great now, but it was still kind of Hell a bummer yeah. that that happened. So yeah. that was just kind of that was my reasoning behind that one. I, I want to play the multiplayer uh, quite a bit, but didn't have time to get into it hundred uh, percent yet. But I will. I definitely will. It's it's a fun game. Um, the the story's not like killer amazing or anything like that. I don't think it has to be. Uh, with these nah. games, I think it was more about the you know the actual multiplayer or the the gameplay of it, and then for this for this one for me it was uh, cool to see there was going to be some on foot multiplayer, so that was another yeah. draw for me. Uh, now, obviously, back then I I never played it, but I will uh, I'll have to check that out and report back on like uh, one of our pre shows or something. Let everybody know what I thought about for that. For sure. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot more on on uh, assault um on to the next one this one's all you man this is Star Fox command um this was a ds game that Uh had some pretty funky control schemes uh that worked out over time yeah uh, it was definitely an early ds game because your whole control uh was i mean all your movement was dictated by the stylus which even back in the day, I remember being on the fence about. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Also didn't love it. Right. Um, but it was it was another Star Fox, man. Uh, it was a little bit more um, true to the originals. I don't think there were any ground uh, excursions or anything like that. It was more in the air. You're shooting. You're, I remember running into uh, Star Wolf's party a lot, fighting them and whatnot. Okay, sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, the environments, from what I remember, are pretty good. Uh, again, some of the wonky movement controls, all your, the maneuvers, the the U-turns, um, and the barrels and stuff like that were, again, stylus controlled. They're like buttons you have to push, including trying to get to the bomb in time. Usually, like, mm. things are hard to hit with the bomb in Star Fox games, uh, but it does devastating things if you can. But you got to, like, look down and then find the small button and then poke it and then go back to controlling... The R wing, which is I think a little wonky, but okay. Uh, overall, I just remember it being a good time. The levels were relatively short, being on a mobile platform, uh, but I think it lends itself pretty well. Um, in fact, the again back to that uh, great documentary, it was kind of designed like that that way on purpose because if you're out and about, you can't just stop. Like on consoles, you're home, you're playing, it's great. Have a 45 minute long level. If you're out and about doing stuff and being on a mobile platform, it's not as convenient. So uh, I found it to be convenient because I remember playing it on the bus on the way to school and nice. then usually being able to stop when I got to school. Uh, <laughs> so it worked out really nicely. Uh, I do remember having a pretty good experience. Uh, with them. I didn't remember it having so many characters. Like I had a ton of people to play as. Right. Because uh, you never got that many choices. Yeah. Didn't it unlock like even James, like Fox's dad, you could play as and everything. Yeah, you could. Yeah. It yeah. was like something like 14 characters. 
which we usually only get to play as Fox, usually. Uh, that's a ton. Yeah, that's a whole lot. Um, you could unlock... No, I don't think that. I think that was actually later. Yeah, that's going to be in a later one we talk about. I'm, not, I'm mixing that one up. Um, and the game also featured nine different endings as well. So, which is crazy. Yeah, I do vaguely remember getting a couple different endings, but I probably didn't get all nine. Uh, right. Probably that's a play, lot. Played to that extent. It is a lot. Even like game back in 2006. I think it was 2006 that it came out. Yep. Um, uh, so that was a ton of endings for a game of that age, especially like a mobile platform like that. It was pretty different. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and talking about the control scheme and the button layout you were mentioning there, it definitely, uh, it reminded me the way that people were describing it. And I just kind of looked at like, you know, videos and things of how people played it. It, it reminded me a lot of like how uh, you a lot of people would hold the N64 controller because you have to hold a stylus in your hand, right? Which is similar to holding the middle peg on the oh, yeah. 64, right? And then you just use uh -huh. your right hand if you're right, you're right-handed. Obviously, if you're left, you're left. You switch. But you would, in, in my case, I would hold it with my right hand and use all the face buttons and the the bumpers to do everything while you steer with your, you know, left hand uh, with the pen uh -huh. and or the stylus. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's actually really smart. I mean, that's a pretty cool way of making it work. Yeah, which enticed yeah, me. Like, I'm like, that way. yeah, it was yeah. ambidextrous, and it seemed like a really cool way to control the R wing. And I was like, man. I, I kind of want to play this game more now just because of that. Like, it just seems like a really cool different <laughs> control scheme that I want to kind of experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah this cool. one also had multiplayer. It had that old school, like multiplayer download sort of thing. You could right. do with those initial DSs. Yep. Uh, which was a big deal back then. You didn't have to own the game to play the game. Of course. Yeah. You it had uh, cool characters. Was it like share? That, just like Mario Kart. It was like a share. But, they called it or something like that. It was like a DS download. Uh, yeah, so it had a gimmicky name to it too, but it's one of those ones you didn't have to own the game to yeah. play it with other people. Of course, if you own the game, you got all the cool skins and cool characters. Otherwise, you popped in as somebody generic. But right at the same time, like if all your buddies had DSs and all my buddies had DSs, uh, we could play. I don't think that's one we really got into as much as like Mario Kart and stuff like that. Mm, okay, uh, but it was an option, man. That was that was a big deal then. Yeah, super cool. For sure. Um, I pulled up a list of all the characters while you were talking there, and it's uh, Fox McCloud, Falco, Crystal, Slippy, Peppy, Wolf O'Donnell, which he's one of the baddies, uh, Panther, uh, Leon, Slippy's fiance Amanda, Peppy's daughter Lucy, Bill Gray, Cat Monroe, Andros's son Dash Bowman, and James McCloud. Um, it says Andrew Oinkeny is one of the game's bosses. But all those other ones I just mentioned, you you could play as uh, in the game, which is just awesome. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole Star Fox pantheons there. Yeah, that that's great. Oh, I love I love that kind of stuff. It, it really makes me want to. I, I did look a bunch of times on eBay for it, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm kind of weird about that. I want to buy it. And I want it to be complete. I don't just want the cartridge. Um, so I have to keep. Oh, I see. I have I to see. keep looking because you know everybody wants the the big dollars when you get them complete in box. Oh, yeah. But it definitely sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, it sounds like a good time, and uh, it sounds like you enjoyed it as well. That's pretty awesome. I did, yeah. Very cool. Maybe the maybe the DS share thing still works, and I could still do that with a 3DS. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was usually local, so I would imagine yeah. if you have two old-school DSs, you could probably do it. 
Might be able to. Might. I have. I definitely have one old school one, but maybe it'll work on a 3DS. I didn't. Uh, I didn't bother to research that, but I'm gonna have to do that oh, now. Oh, I have no idea. Father's Day's coming up. I have a good uh, hint for my children. Maybe if they want to get me a gift, uh, and they're watching the show right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right on. All right. Well, we got to get to the last guy here. We're about to wrap it up. The final one. Another spicy one. We're gonna talk about here. Star Fox Zero. This is on the Wii U. Um, boy, I'll tell you, some things just didn't go right for Star Fox as, as we keep talking here. There's so many controversial yeah. things that they decided to do and use, uh, our poor Fox McCloud to, uh, test with. And the Wii U gamepad is one of them. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now before we get too deep into this, I do want to fire out some screenshots. I want to show everybody some of these. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll describe or hopefully do my best to describe for everybody listening, but first thing I have to mention about this game, this game is a uh, gorgeous, like this game in motion looks phenomenal. It might look a little blocky in some of the screenshots, but all the effects, the space, all the colors, everything looks really, really good. Yeah, uh, it does look pretty good. It, it blew my mind. This, this is by far the best looking of the Star Fox games, which it should be. It's on the, the highest hardware that they made. But yeah, um, just super, super good looking. And that was my first immediate reaction was, man, I wish they would use this engine and just remake one, two and 64. You know what I mean? Give me those three oh, again, yeah. right? Give us some and, remasters. Yeah, yeah. Give us some remasters in this engine because holy crap, does it look good? And I mean, I, I've played this one. I am currently on the final boss of this one. I have not beat him. He is not easy, okay? And I'm not the only one who's having a difficult time with him. My son and I are doing the, the tandem play on this one as well, so we just kind of share controller back and forth. And this does have a co-op option on it as well, which is pretty cool. So nice, someone can nice. fly and someone can shoot, which I like that. Uh, oh, that's th right. That's really neat. Uh, it actually works out pretty nicely. Um, and, you you know, if you get sick of one, you just swap. You know, somebody using the gamepad can do the shooting and the person using the pro controller uh, can do all the flying, which is pretty cool. Um, okay. And you each have your own individual, own individual screen. So the person who's co-oping with you that's firing can look at the gamepad and use their screen to shoot at everything. All the motion control works like you would expect with the gyro and the pad. And, you know, you can use the sticks as well to aim. So it's kind of both. It gives you a little bit of an added support okay. by also using the uh, gyro if you want to. But I really enjoyed the co-op. The co-op we had a lot of fun with. Uh, never really got uh, problematic or, you know, cumbersome. It just always worked. Huh, okay. So that was I a didn't plus. think it would work that well. <clears throat> it did. It I actually did work really well. I expected that to be cumbersome. So that's, that's good to hear. Yeah. That is, I think, where the game shines a little more is if you have somebody to play it with and you can take turns. Because some of the things that the game has going against it is if you do play single player, there are parts of the game, especially later in the game, and I kind of want to break it down a little bit to explain why I think this happened. But later in the game, you're forced more to either look down at the gamepad and look away from the TV or push the minus button on the gamepad, which will change your view on the TV. Okay. And uh, okay. the minus button is the button furthest away from your thumb on that side of the controller, <laughs> right? Amazing. And you yeah. cannot play the game with a pro controller 
if single player you you have to play it with the gamepad there's no way because it uh, requires both screens uh okay. in one form or another so i that's not a great thing either the reason i think this happened as i played this game i love absolutely love the first half of this game it's so good it felt like a star fox game through and through you're in a plane you're the r-wing okay. every time okay. you're doing star fox things the whole time you go into all range mode you're fighting baddies in random locations um i never felt forced to look down at the gamepad none of this it oh, just nice. worked okay and it was great and about halfway through the game that starts to change and if you if you remember from the documentary and you know I did some uh, obviously watched the documentary which was fantastic and the um, research I did come to find out that this game went through a couple delays and I feel like the game was on track to begin with because it played so good and felt so different than the last half. And the reason I think so is they had a like closed door gameplay session with a lot of, you know, people in the industry and a lot of them came back with like negative reviews and impressions of huh, okay. how the game played and how it felt and how it was confusing and they didn't know what they were doing and all this kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I think then what happened is they focused too much on making it more around the gamepad than they should have. Yeah, and that's what it sounded like. I don't sure. know if that's the case. It absolutely feels that way playing the game. Um, the uh, th this is it's so hard, man, because we've played. I've played all of them except Command, but in in the weeks that I've been playing these. I had the most fun with this game for the first half. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, this, the first, specifically for the first half. I mean, it's still not a bad game, and I don't hate it. It is definitely feeling like an adult version of the N64 game, meaning that it is definitely more challenging. And I think part of the okay. challenge okay. is not just the you know game. I think it's more of like the setup adds a little bit of difficulty that shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. So I feel like I, I, I love this game. Like my my spicy take that I told everybody was going to come, that th this is my favorite Star Fox <laughs> game. This is my favorite Star Fox wow. game. Wow, dude, that's a bold-ass statement because nobody liked this game. <laughs> nobody liked this game. And I, I think it's fantastic. The first half I could play over and over and over and over. The co-op is a great I love the, the fact to be able to swap back and forth between whether I'm going to shoot or I want to fly and the replayability of revisiting those levels that you did the opposite and play them again, um, you know, with obviously, you know, with children or, you know, friends or whatever. Um, yeah. But th this game had so much potential up until the point where they decided to change it. And when they changed it, they didn't necessarily like ruin the game for me. I'm still having a good time. I'm on the final boss and I'm going to go back and I'm going to whip his ass like this weekend for sure. Um, but yeah. it, it just added that unnecessary difficult, unnecessarily difficult section of the game uh, by making the controls okay. the way they were. Um, and yes, I'm going to fault the game for that. But I can also fault some of the other games for other things as well. But th sure, this sure. one just 
probably because of the rocky roads and everything that's happened or whatever um it went back to its roots it feels great it's a lot of fun okay it that's doesn't fair, then. it doesn't have like the the most comprehensive story but once again i've already said it they don't have to have it's that star fox it's star fox fox. an arcade game yes it's absolutely it's let me fly let me shoot stuff right you know uh absolutely. I, i'm essentially a, a 3d you know space invaders sort of game um <laughs> yeah yeah and then half the other half is asteroids when you're flying out in actual space and blowing up you know big old rocks and the small rocks right yeah well underlay asteroids yeah yeah and you get to do a lot of that in this and you're always in your r-wing they have some cool new uh vehicles which I'll, I'll show here in just a few up on screen but yeah they did I, expand a lot i i i love this game i think it's great i love how it looks i don't think they need to change a thing about how the game looks anymore i think this is like reached the point example is everything becomes timeless at one point or another for nintendo right and yeah i feel like if yeah. you made every zelda game from now on look like breath of the wild nobody would complain because you hit a point where yeah. you went guess what that's gonna hold up for 50 years why change oh, it right yeah yeah i think this is where we are on Star Fox. Zero. I think it hit a point where it's arcadey enough, it's blocky enough, it's crisp enough, the colors look great, the water effects, all the lighting, all of it is just okay. to the level where it's so good that it doesn't need to go any better or any worse. It just holds up and it will hold up for a long time. The reason Damn, this game okay. gets shit on so badly is because of the control scheme. And I can understand that, believe me. Yeah. But I also adapted to the control scheme and I was having a lot of fun and I'm still adapting to okay. it. It's just for me, it's like another level of difficulty that I, again, I think it's unnecessary. I don't think it should be for everybody, sure, but sure. it is another level of difficulty that kind of ramps the game's uh, age ranking up a little bit. Right. You know, it's like, okay, you're probably not going to give this to a 10 year old. They're going to get whipped pretty hard. Uh, uh -huh. you know, like even my 13, almost 14 year old was getting whipped pretty hard on some levels and I was getting whipped pretty hard on them. So it's like, they've just right. ramped up, uh, more stuff happening on the screen in a way, making you feel a little bit more like a pilot, I guess. And it just okay. did not translate for a lot of the audience. And gotcha. I get that. Okay. I get that. Not yeah. arguing with those people at all. It's just for me, it actually, it hit, it fired on all the cylinders that I was like worried about. And I wasn't worried. Like once I got to plan and got the handle of it, What's I was like, in it? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm good. Um, but they do transition halfway ish through into a little bit more heavy with the gamepad. And okay, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe they go, hey, they've had 50% of the game to learn it. Now let's ramp it up. Uh, I don't think that's what they did. Sure. I okay. don't think so. But maybe <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't feel like that, especially knowing all the history of, you know, going through it like we did here, uh, you know, with with looking at everything and uh, the backgrounds of all of it and kind of the innards and outs of what's happened. It just uh -huh. uh, not not really what I think uh, went on there. Yeah. Yeah, both what you're what you're saying surprises me and doesn't surprise me because from what I know of it, it just it didn't really hit the mark for people. And then when you said it transitioned halfway through um, and started like forcing the the gamepad mechanic on there, it 
lines up with what I've what I've heard about it because it's supposed to be like the savior for the Wii U. See if they could get right. more, breathe any sort of life into that th- a poor thing, and they're like, "Look how cool this is!" And then they put all their <laughs> all their eggs in, in one basket. Yep, to try to like make the Wii U look cool, and it sounds like it definitely affected the game. Like it you did. said, they start designing it. They're like, "No, no, no! It's not Wii U enough." Where's all the cool things about the Wii U? Uh, and then they're like, "Okay, we'll do Wii U things," and then no one liked it. Right, exactly. And I get it. Um, definitely not a point of contention for me uh, to argue or anything like that. I think it's one of those like it, you know, it spoke to the people um, that played it and enjoyed it, and other people just had sure, sure. were just like, eh, "This is too much. I don't understand what they want me to do," and they just kind of backed off. Yep, to each his own when it comes to that. But uh, oh, yeah. I definitely, I definitely know I'm in the hottest of hot take area on that game because <laughs> it, it's, it is not a well loved game. It did not sell well. This is another one. Uh, this, this thing, this is, this is sad, guys. This thing sold like right over, uh, real, real close to fifty thousand copies. So it's not good at all. Oh, total? Yeah. No, well, no, 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 no. That was that sorry, that was oh, that was okay. its first that was its first week. Oh, um, okay, I'm like, damn. Yeah, overall launch is it only sold 400,000 though. It's still still really real low. real bad. Um That's the kind of numbers they were putting out in, like the first month for the other games. Yes, exactly. Some of the older games, excuse me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh some of the some of the vehicles uh were pretty cool. I want to kind of toss these up real quick. Uh obviously we have the Landmaster which I, I just think it looks great. It's just the way oh, it, it looks. It looks like a nice little toy, you know? It's just I love the R-Wing design. Yes. The tank. I thought that, that's always been so cool. Yes, absolutely. Uh, then they, they gave us this guy, which is called a Grav Master. This thing looks like a... Like, if you remember Hoth from Star Wars, if you guys are listening, it looks like, you know, the, the snow speeders from Hoth is what it looks like hmm. in, in, uh, in Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. And it transforms. You can transform the tank into this in a couple of levels. And it's ah. amazing. It's so much fun. Uh, a hard level, though. Hard level um, that I was getting through. Um, it keeps everything kind of Star Fox, though, uh, with these levels. And then another one they do here is the gyrocopter. And this one here is kind of cool. You can drop a little guy out the bottom of it and then control him with the gamepad and have him go up to like uh, computer monitors and he'll like huh, go to these okay. terminals and hack terminals to get you into buildings and things like that. Unlock open doors, that kind of stuff. Uh, so they, they definitely added a lot of things to the game that were fun. Um, they didn't really add like any new cool characters or anything amazing like that. Um, I think Kitty is the one or Cat maybe is her name. Uh, they add a character to it. Um, she's like a girl fox. Okay. And um, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. It's all right. It's nothing like, you know, super fancy to uh, write home about. But it, it, it was it was OK. It was it wasn't unneeded or unnecessary. It, it was OK. 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 Um, but it does feel a lot like they tried to take the N64 game and just make it again. There's a lot of those same story beats that are kind of happening, you know? Uh, it yeah. really felt like they were trying to just do a whole, like, reboot for the series doing this game, and it just missed missed the mark big time. Didn't, mm. didn't, even, didn't even hit the target for a lot of people, as we can tell with the numbers and everything there. 
Yeah, so. that's unfortunate. Uh, I think uh, the last thing before we get into talking about our favorites and uh, the uh, loud crowd we have uh, Discord to pop up and talk about as well is a little foray they went into with a couple of other uh, companies, and a whole other company. They jumped over with Ubisoft and decided to make another game, and that was uh, this one here, which is Starlink. That was uh, the battle for Atlas. They brought in Nintendo exclusive to the Switch only is the Battle for Atlas Star Fox edition. And I have this. Uh, it's up on my shelf. I would get it out, but it's I'm oh, going nice. to knock over a bunch of things if I tried to do that. But they put them in the Battle for Atlas game and it's it's really fun. Um, it's a little cumbersome with the controls. It could be better. Okay. Okay. But it is like an open space, like kind of like a no man's sky dumbed down really far. So you can go to okay. other planets okay. and, and visit other planets and get like, you know, story, you know, you can run through the story. The story seems okay so far. It's nothing like outlandish again, like Star Fox would, it fits perfectly with Star Fox. Um, sure. Sure. But, uh, it was cool. I mean, you, you, I bought this, I think it was like a $79 title and it came with a cool R wing, uh, that you could dock your joy cons onto the bottom of it. And I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, th- it's, that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'm, a little I'm a gimmicky, but it, it's It's gimmicky yeah. for sure, but I'm the collector guy of it. And I like star Fox a lot. So I had to have it comes a little mini, mini Fox McCloud you get that goes in the pilot seat and all kinds of cool oh, things. Nice. But yeah. the game's actually not bad. It's completely voiced by all the same, uh, you know, actors and everything. Come back and do it. It's a full-fledged story. Yeah, that's right. that's you can right. play from beginning to end with Star Fox, which I thought was amazing for them just to throw that in there and give it to the Nintendo fans out there uh, who are looking for some Star Fox, you know, later on in uh, in in years because we all thought it was dead and gone. So I was really happy to see that end up being a thing. Um, yeah, and from the clips. Uh, it looks more Star Fox than Star Fox Adventures did, and that was a Star Fox title. Yes. Uh, it was pretty much a, a flying R-Wing shooter uh, and with optional R-Wing. Uh, so from yep. the clips, and uh, it was suspiciously close. Uh, so no, don't think it's just because he has a cameo that it's like, oh, he's just there. This is about as close as you got without it being Star Fox. It is, yeah. There's full-on voice acting. Uh, you can call in bomber runs and stuff now with all your guys. Um, it's like a power-up. It's like an ultimate that you get with Fox. Uh, you are flying the oh, R-Wing. Nice. Uh, they they kind of ramped it up a little bit. Um, sadly, again, uh, you know the, the Battle for Atlas game didn't hit the sales marks that Ubisoft was looking for, but is what it is. Things happen. Um, yep. I, de- I definitely I definitely want to see some more Star Fox in our future, but we will see what happens. So before we get it to the end, obviously everybody knows the favorite that I picked out of these games because I, I spilled the beans early, but um, we're going to talk uh, about Discord. We had the loud crowd. I asked everybody over there. I was curious, you know, what your favorite Star Fox game was. Uh, we'll go over all these, and then we'll have Josh crescendo the whole thing with his favorite. Um, so we have Babylon Monkey on Discord. Uh, he says he actually says Star Fox Adventures, so he's he's uh, opposite of us. He's the odd man out. Yep, says he played a ton of it on the GameCube when he was a kid. Uh, maybe an unorthodox pick, but it was fun and a fond memories of sitting around the old CRT TV in the corner of the living room <laughs> playing There's with nostalgia. my siblings. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it it doesn't hurt. Fun it. It, no. it makes it fun for you. It makes it fun for you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't so run fantastic. from nostalgia. You just can't do it. Um, next we have Holden. He says for him, the best is N64, uh, Star Fox. He says his favorite is zero though. So he gives us two answers there. Okay. Um, he, he agrees, he agrees with me on that one, at least, I guess. Uh, he says, or perhaps assault if he had time, uh, with the multiplayer, he said adventures is kind of cool too, though. So he's got some love for all of them. It sounds like, but he's, he's more leaning toward, uh, his favorite being zero. Nice. And then, um, last one we have here is from one pin tones. He says the original star Fox was his favorite. Said the inverted controls, uh, threw him way off, but it was always a ton of fun. (laughs) Uh, Can't relate. He was so excited when the uh, Super NES Mini was coming out, and Star Fox Two was an unlockable game. He he made sure that was the first thing he did. Uh, nice. Not yeah, a bad nice. reason to do it, man. Star Fox Two is great. Uh, so, yeah, thanks to all you guys for writing in and, and answering the question there of the of the show. Uh, anybody out there, obviously, you want to join up? We have Discord right down in the links below. So join yeah, our join great, our Discord and talk great games. community. Yeah. yeah, we're a little tight knit little community over there. We got pretty pretty regular people over there. So Josh, what uh what is yours? What's uh icing on top, the the cherry there? What is your favorite of the plays? Oh man, I think my most consistent level of fun was probably Star Fox 2. Yeah. Good choice. Um, Assault is way up there, maybe because I got maybe a little bit of recency bias. I was so surprised that this game that never released was so good, and I had a really great time with it. So Assault's definitely way up there as far as like having being more versatile. But mm-hmm. like I had a really great time with two, um, and I surprisingly stood up against sixty four for me. Right. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great choice. Really, really fun. Took me by surprise. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this was our first time playing two for either of us. Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it, uh, we, you know, got a fan of the show. Uh, that's their favorite. Both of us ranked way high. I mean, way high up there. Um, yeah. Number two yeah. for me, man. I mean, it's zero is, is, uh, was surprising for me. Um, I was shocked at my own response to be honest. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but two, two is, it blew me away for as old as it was and the story behind it and everything kind of went with it. But the game itself mm. is a ton of fun. It's so fun. It is really good. And that's why we play games to have fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, and you know, we got to whoop Andros's ass too. So I still have that on my, <laughs> on my checklist. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, hey, that is our kind of comprehensive look of the game. So uh, the last thing I have to say here, I want to wrap it up is, you know, overall, the Star Fox series is a must play for any fan of the action games. Um, They are definitely packed with all sorts of fun action with its fast paced gameplay, unique graphics and memorable characters. The series stood the test of time and remains beloved classic among gamers. I truly feel that way. I think this game's a classic. I don't think it's going anywhere. I want to see more of them. Um, yeah yeah and i I say it here there's nothing in any of my words about how good the stories are right it's the characters <laughs> the characters it's such an arcade game on a console it's a yeah yeah it, you're not there for the story you're not there for the story right i mean if, if you're listening and you were there for the story uh, i'd love to know about it but it's it's the characters that we played this game for that you know the, the gameplay and the characters there was just so much fun yeah. um i mean I am certain that a lot of people who bought 
adventures bought the game for the characters like they were like oh yeah and i'm also i'm also certain even you know babylon monkey playing his um you you finished the game for the characters too man like you 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 probably were like you know what this isn't the greatest star fox game what happened all the flying but guess what i'm still gonna beat it with these characters these characters are pretty cool and i i think they're some of the coolest nintendo characters that i think they're they're third for me like you can't beat mario zelda and then Star Fox. Star Fox is definitely the third franchise on my list for Nintendo. I just, nice. I, I love it. Nice. I think they're great. Yeah, it's, um, it's great. So let's hope for some more Star Fox coming. Uh, we're probably not getting it on Switch, but let's get it on the next console. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> let's not do it clear at the end of the Switch's uh, lifetime and uh, not be able to play it next uh, couple of years. <laughs> yeah. All right, well... That is the wrap-up for Star Fox. Before we get out of here, we always do a little bit of mind games. We're going to play some mind games together. That's a little thing where uh, we each think of something, and the other one has 60 seconds to guess what the other is thinking of. Josh, what are we doing this way? Which order are we going this time? Ooh, I'll guess first. Oh, okay. So I got a thing I'm thinking of. I've been thinking of it, and I'm ready for you. All right. Let me hit the old button. Go, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Is this in a Star Fox game? Yes. Uh, is this uh, a SNES game? Uh, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, is this an R-Wing? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Um, is this an environment in one of the, no. the Super Nintendo games? Not an environment. Is this a character yes. in one of the Super Nintendo games? Is it Fox McCloud? No. Okay. Is it Andros? No. Okay. Uh, is it James McCloud? Ooh, no. Oh, he's not in those games. <laughs> Never mind. Uh. New Barrel! Is it. <laughs> is it peppy yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh perhaps the most obvious uh hey, ah yes. yes 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 yeah, 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 yeah. peppy's awesome peppy is awesome he's he's my second favorite i mean fox and then peppy but you know the do a barrel roll yeah it's just a, it's, it's so just iconic. iconic yep <laughs> i mean it was a hot meme for a while right uh it's, it's just you know you know what it is know what it's from you don't even need context none zilch needed it's amazing all right, you got yours in the in the chamber there, sir. I do. All right. Uh, are you in the Star Fox series? <laughs> yes. Ooh, surprisingly. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Uh, are you a vehicle? No. Okay. I was gonna go Landmaster. Um, are you uh, a character? Yes. He's a character. Okay. Um, are you Star Fox? Fox McCloud? No. Okay. Um, are you Falco? No. Ooh. Uh, are you are you in the main team of Star Fox? No. Okay. Um, are you a weapon? No. Okay. Are you a planet? Also no. Are you are a character? Yes. Okay. I'm an idiot. Um, are but, you? But not on Fox's. Team. Are you Andros? Yes. Oh, he's the baddie, guys. He's the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. 
Uh, yeah, he's he's a big he's a big douche. He really is. I love to defeat him every time. He's the best. <laughs> and his little his little yeah. nephew too, you know, Andrew. <laughs> Dude, the whole Star Wolf team are like cocky d bags. They really are. <laughs> they just, really are. You love shooting them down. Yep, absolutely. Uncle Andras, I just I love it. I love it. it's the best. <laughs> every time shooting him down is the best. Yes, yes, it is. So good. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed our look and impressions of the Star Fox series and a late happy birthday to that series out there. Boy, long time. Long time you guys have been out there. Keep them coming. Uh, Any guys want to tune in uh, to our next week episode? Uh, We talked about it a little bit on the pre-show. We're going to have the guys from Bush League Games over here. They're going to be on a... They they have their own podcast. We're going to kind of do a mashup. And two of their team are going to come over, Jacob and Ryan. We're going to talk uh, video games and kind of get in their heads a little bit and all just have a good time. We have some questions from everybody out there on the loud crowd we want to answer and and talk about. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited to, to get them on the show and uh, just talk video games, man. It's just so much, so much fun. I love it. Hell yeah. All right. Well, hey, until then, everybody out there... St- Stay loud, or well, I guess I'm going to screw up my tagline, right? Uh, (laughs) Until next time, everybody out there, game on. Volume up. And stay loud. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Caleb Lynch, Brian Coger, Lisa Westerberg, Zach Mezra, Holden Moffitt, SirsFurniture.com.